following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast with your host, EZD, Derek Jaws, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaturski, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. I, as always, am EZD, Derek Jaws, and I am here with my main man, the creator of the tits, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich. What's up, buddy? What's going on, people? Nick Wright, you stupid motherfucker. Can't believe you would even doubt us. We're going all the way, baby. Give me Mahomes. Give me Brady or Rodgers. I don't care. We're taking them down. We're a goddamn buzzsaw. Bills by a goddamn billion, folks. We do not own the rights to this song. (laughs) Got to throw that out there. Uh, Listen, I did not know that was going to happen, but I could not have picked a better way to start the show. Uh, I, That's appreci- how I'm I appreciate that, and I got chills when you hit, you, you hit play, and I was like, hell yeah, let's <laughs> yeah, do this. Yeah, here we go. Let's, let's ride. do this. So everybody was talking all year, all week. It feels like it, it was it was three months of hearing people talk about how somehow Lamar Lamarm Jackson went from being a whiny crybaby saying that they're calling our plays at the line of scrimmage and we're running stuff that's too basic to being a guy that was somehow being talked about as one of, if not the best quarterback playing currently with the way he was playing. And nothing in his game changed. He just kept running the football. And it was, he could only run the football. And then he just kept running the football. And, oh, my God, he's so good. Uh, I don't disagree with, uh, it's a bit of a narrative, but I don't disagree with the narrative that it comes from Greg Roman not being creative in the passing game. I mean, we saw that in Buffalo. Absolutely. He had Tyrod and tried to do the same thing with Tyrod. And there's just no creativity in that passing game, so you're not going to be a dynamic offense. I mean, when I go back and I look at the tits, the only the only two teams who finished in the top ten uh, with awful offenses were the Steelers and the Ravens. Yeah. They, they were the most inefficient offenses out of the top ten teams who made the playoffs. And guess what? That is going to rear its ugly head at some point. Absolutely. And, you know, we – we t- I, I guess my issue is how do you like nothing changed nothing no, changed no. They, they kept doing the same it's, stuff and, and they that's beat that's bad that's teams. the that's the whole get up on the ravens by two scores and you're good thing it's it's nothing ends up changing with them they just continue to try to run the ball run the ball and it's not even like they have some gadget plays off off of motion and and all that misdirection stuff you know what i mean if they pulled the guard did like an end around flip and then leak lamar back out the backside for a catch you know, like, we have stuff like that, yes. and, and, I mean, shit, you want to see Lamar as a running back or a receiver, you should be... <laughs> Using you know, him as a yeah. running back and a receiver. I mean, I mean, have some gadget plays to at least keep the defense honest. Be, I, listen, we stacked the box. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, it, we stacked the box, and I think we held our, like, we held our ground, we held our gaps better than we have all year. Jerry Hughes we, very quietly yeah. had a great day. Jerry Hughes had another Jerry game, and that is, if you're a casual football fan, he doesn't show up in the stats, so you're like, oh, Jerry Hughes, what, what, what did he do? Well, he did everything. I mean, he kept contained. I've seen Jerry Hughes have some games. That might have been the best game of his career in Buffalo. Yes. And that, I've seen him have, like, what, three sacks in yeah. a game before? And that, but, but it doesn't matter because he, it's about playing your position and doing what's best for the team, and he made plays by being in the right spot. Yes, and he, he – uh, the amount of times I saw him, and Jerry is notorious for that 
speed rush, seven to ten yards in the backfield, and ah, uh, there he goes. I mean, Tannehill yeah. beat us early with with him doing that. He just stepped up, leaked out, and gone. Um, and if Tannehill can do it, you would think Lamar can do it. Yeah. And what did Jerry do? Jerry put three hard, you know, three hard steps in, slammed on the brakes. Lamar went, oh shit. Yeah. And then as soon chaos. as and the, the the other the other part, this probably was a game plan thing too, um, because the other DMs were doing it as well. But just the re rush. It was that three hard upfield, make sure he doesn't get outside. As soon as Lamar steps up, everybody re-rushed back inside, crashed down on him, and made him uncomfortable. Yes. We also did a great job, in my opinion, of sending faster athletes after him. Yeah. You know, seeing Levi Wallace get a sack, getting, seeing other guys that weren't defensive ends and defensive tackles. Yeah, get your DBs. Get your DBs off the backside there and, and hope that they're and, athletic enough to make a play. And why can you do that? Because he's not beating me with his arm. Yeah, and, right. he, and he showed that. And whether or not he can beat you with his arm, because I, I, I know you and Taylor are big Lamar can't throw the ball guys. I, I disagree. I don't think he's as good as Michael Vick throwing the ball, and that's no. the biggest comp for Lamar is Michael Vick. He's not as good as Vick throwing the ball, but I don't think Greg Roman is helping him at all. I think if he if like if if he went and played for Kyle Shanahan. I think I Kyle think Shanahan be could scheme up. He'll have some sideways motion, leak out a leak out like a drag across the backfield. You hit George Kittle, some nonsense like that. Like it doesn't have to be downfield passing. It's just Greg Roman isn't creative enough. And I don't disagree with that. I think he he could definitely be coached for his skill set better. Right. And I our point is that he doesn't have. He's got a ceiling, and I don't know how much more you get out of him with a better a better coaching scheme to his well i hope that the ravens stick with him for another like five years because i I would love to keep seeing him in the playoffs. yeah keep keep (laughs) keep making playoffs keep going into it and then saying uh, he can't win the big one and again we we've seen it you you have to be able to play multiple styles of football to win which is arguably the bill's greatest asset out of these final four teams yes they win in a variety of styles yeah we have won with defense we have won with special teams plays we have won with throwing the football and running the football. I, that's tough to that's tough to game plan against. Right. I mean, you know, Pete Carroll tried. No, we, Pete, we, Carroll, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll had a great game plan for the run. Yeah. Did you know we, that? We, we ran the ball four times that game. I'd, I'd call that a shitty game plan. Yep. That, that, <laughs> and yeah. and no adjustment. So I like. If you watch the stats from this game, not the stats. If you watch the highlights of the game, it doesn't look good from the Bills. I've done it. Yeah, but it's the same as the Colts game. You watch the Colts game highlights, and it's like Josh Allen made a couple plays, and the rest of it is like, oh, my God, the Colts are ripping us up. And uh, I'll put it out there. these Our two our two matchups in the playoffs are probably the best two defenses we're going to face. Yeah, no, those were the two worst matchups that we could have honestly drew. Because yeah. if you think about it, we could have had Miami. Um, I mean, Tennessee would have been tough as well, but their defense wasn't nearly what these past two defenses oh, were. God, no. So, I mean, in, in terms of a tough draw, we, we definitely uh, we ate that. The, the, ter- the term battle-tested comes yeah. to mind. Well, and that, that also comes back to the end of the year. I mean, that gauntlet of nighttime, primetime games certainly helped. Absolutely. Certainly helped. Because now these guys are ready to win whenever, whenever the hell they feel like it. Yeah, and, and you know, in years past, we would see, we would see Bill's teams and – even us as a fan base sitting there saying like, oh, my God, the schedule's a buzzsaw at the end of the year. And good. Oh, my God. We're, 
you know, tough game after tough game after and this right, year. I mean, like, how many times did we start five and one and then the rest of the year we got shelled? Right. And obviously we didn't have Josh Allen, which makes a huge difference. But right. <laughs> still, I mean that's that's that happens to a lot of teams in the NFL. Yeah. And this year it seems like we just went big fight after big fight after big fight after big fight. Yeah, we just oh. kept slugging. Oh, and then uh hey, we're gonna we're gonna put our not starters in. <laughs> and we're going to torch, torch Miami, too. shell the Dolphins out of town. Like, uh, it, it just, this year, and I've, I've been saying it since 2017, you saw, if you, were, if you didn't see it, you weren't really paying attention because you wanted immediate success. Right. This is not, and I quote, the same old Bills. Yeah, no, this, this is the process. Yeah, th- this Bills team is the dude standing in there with a bloody lip, a black eye, and, you know, three teeth left going, yeah, bring it on. Yeah. And the dude who's coming in fresh going, fuck <laughs> this like if you watch the witcher his just stoic <laughs> fuck is the best way i can describe any team coming up against the bills right now yeah because uh, listen the chief because like <sighs> if you like if i'm an outsider looking at the bills what do you have to deal with you have to deal with first of all they're going to put together a good game plan whether or not it's a great game plan whatever it's going to be a good game plan and then they're going to adjust it that is the one thing yep. that this staff does then they're going to adjust it so you have to be ready for that and then you have to deal with the fact that Josh Allen is going to make throws that you cannot account for. Yeah. Where you're going to have everything locked down. You're going to have a great pass rush, and he's just going to sneak outside and drop one down the field for 25 yards. Yeah, on a on a toe tap on a toe yeah. tap catch to our number four receiver. So it's just there's so much. Oh, and and to then worry let's, about. And then, and then let's we haven't talked about the fact that you then have to worry about one of the best receivers in the game. Right. You, are you going to have to bracket him at all times? Are you going to have to send underneath help from a linebacker? Oh, and then you have to worry about the best slot receiver in the game. What about that rookie fourth rounder? Oh, yeah, that, that took over a couple games for us this year? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then John, we haven't talked about John Brown, who's finally healthy. Oh, okay. Uh, that guy who torched the Dolphins for three touchdowns, punt return as well? Yeah, who hasn't really seen the field much the last couple yeah. weeks. Weird. Oh, Isaiah McKenzie. A lot of, lot of stuff going on there. He'll get involved this week. Uh, every time that we play a defense like this where the stretch jet sweep game is going to be uh, it's going to be alive and well yeah he's going to get he's going to get in there he's going to at least be showing motion and stuff for, for and, Dable and, and it's something that if you look at the two defenses we played prior to this we haven't done that a ton well they're because they both those defenses if you try to run jet sweep against them they're just going to string you out to the sideline and you're not going to get shit right and if as long as the, and the coaching staff knew that so credit on them for not trying to pull it yeah because like if if that play's not going to work, why why bother calling it? And now you have two weeks of not seeing that in playoff football, and right. you and have to you, account you, for then it. Then you get to pull that out yeah. whenever and you want. You like as a, as a defensive coach, I have to account for that. And then, you know what this this defense isn't the same defense that we played yeah, all way back a, when. That's another conversation. The amount of the, well, and and I've been I've been saying it all year. First of all. The biggest key to this defense is Matt Milano. Matt Milano takes his defense from an average defense to an elite defense. Yeah. We uh, we, we give up 10 points less a game with him on the field. It's That's disgusting. ridiculous. It's disgusting. Also, Trey was limited. We didn't have Levi for that game because he twisted his ankle, picking yep. off Jared Goff because he can never make a turnover without hurting himself. Um, who else was out that game? Uh, we didn't have Brown offensively. I right. Know that. Brown was hobbled. Um. Oh, and oh, uh, Feliciano was still out. Yes. He was on IR at that point. And so we had Brian Winters in at guard. And not 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 to mention that, you know, that was back to back games during a rough stretch for us uh, for a lot of reasons. And I'm not making excuses, but 
you came out and you mimicked the Titans' defensive scheme that beat us, and you beat us, and then four teams in a row tried to do the same thing, yeah, and we smoked them. And then every team after that went, okay, play zone. And we smoked them. And then, shit, they're smoking us. Play man. And we smoked them. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing now? What's the game plan? I don't know. It's ho- Hope it's windy. Yeah, hope it's really. windy to slow Josh down a little you gotta bit. You got to hope that weather is going to do something to help you at this point. Because oh, but guess what? That doesn't, hurt. that doesn't help your strained neck, concussed, turf toe quarterback. I'm excited to see Pat Mahomes try to play football. Yeah. Listen, I, I I love Pat Mahomes. I do too, and I, and I hope for I the do sake too. of the league that he's good to go. But like, but like, dude, turf toe is a bitch. Yeah, it do, first of all, it doesn't go away. Second of all, if he's got to plant and throw off of that foot, he's screwed. Yep, it's going to be all arm throws all day, and he might have the strongest arm, according to people who don't watch Josh Allen or Justin Herbert. <laughs> but if he's going to be throwing all arm, he's going to look like Cam Newton. And I'm about to have a good-ass Sunday. <laughs> and, and, and listen, we're, we're talking about a guy, again, probably the most athletically all-around gifted quarterback in the league. Okay, well, so, I mean, I will definitely dispute that. So, I th- in my opinion, Deshaun Watson may be the best overall. As far as physically gifted, I give it to Mahomes. As far as athletically gifted, like speed, shiftability, Lamar, you, you can't argue it, but he's not a quarterback, in my opinion. We already talked about that. And Josh Allen is somewhere in the midst of all of them in I every facet. Disagree. Of I think Josh Allen is elite at all of those. He is. He absolutely is. He he's not. He's getting to a point where he can be in the conversation of his intelligence and decision making with Watson, which okay. was like his accuracy has gotten better substantially. We've seen it. He's his, uh, he's, he's more escapable than Mahomes. Yes. So uh, he. He's as escapable as Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. He averages yards per carry similar to, like, Lamar and Kyler. I I put this in the same conversation as I put talking about Stephon Diggs. He is... I'm just saying, I I understand I'm a homer. There are are people who are better than him at certain things. Like what? Again, you could make the argument that Mahomes is still more accurate. No. And a better playmaker. Disagree. Again, you can disagree. My point is there are people that you can argue that are better at certain things. But they'd be wrong. But nobody is better at everything. Correct. And so that's, like, again, going back to what I was trying to say, Mahomes <laughs> Mahomes is in that conversation of possibly the best in the game right now. Yeah, he is. He's a beast. And <laughs> you're telling me that this dude is going to come out with, like, we saw it already. He made bad throws because he couldn't plan on that foot. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're, you're not putting, you're not taping a toe. Right. Like, you're well, not and it's, it's not like something that you can just be like, oh, you know, it's easy to play through. It's it's literally every time that you plant on it, the neurons are firing in your brain. Please don't do this. Yeah. Stop doing this. <laughs> Cut it and out. It's not just like, oh, I can just shake it off and just play through it. It's it's I go to plant on my foot and my foot doesn't want to go anywhere because it's saying to my brain, no, <laughs> stop it. Yeah. You're going to do more damage. Yeah. No, <laughs> cut it out. That friggin hurts. So. You know, I there's there's a lot to be had here, and like I said, we we saw it. If you were watching the Chiefs game against the Browns before he went out with the strained nerve concussion, yeah, it was just a chokehold. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I've been around the MMA world a bit. 
I, I, I don't. It, I don't t- it takes a little bit more than that to get choked out to the point of being wobbly. Kneed. Right. But where did his head get choked? It's. I mean, his brain was moving. His head didn't move. His brain kept moving. That's. You know, it's not always. A I whiplash understand effect. that. I, I. It just didn't even look very violent. And it, I. I get that. It. It's the right. It's. And it's. That's you know what I mean. It's the same thing as we were. We were talking the other day about getting knocked out in boxing and MMA. Right. And it's not necessarily the home run shot. It's a lot of times it's just getting hit the right. Well, the wrong way at the wrong time. Yeah. And when I watched that, I saw a dude whose head and neck were not able to move. Yeah. And his body certainly kept moving. Yeah. <laughs> like your your body does, but like there was no movement at all in your neck. There was no movement at all in your head. But, you know, it, that's just because your car stops doesn't mean you stop moving inside of it. Right. And that's that to me is where the injury would have come from. Um, and regardless, you see a guy wobble like that and it's scary. Yeah. It's immediately like okay. His eyes were glassed. Yeah, his, his, he looked like a boxer that just got stood up after getting, yeah. after getting the ref waved off the fight. And he stood up like I can go. Yeah, can, can you, Mike? Do you know where your kids are? Do you know you have kids? <laughs> how many how many alimony payments do you have to make? Right. So before all that, before the weird concussion neck injury thing, we saw his accuracy go down. He made a couple bad uncharacteristic throws and again but that's also just Mahomes in the playoffs I mean go back to last year he he took half halves of football off yeah and there I think there's something to be said I mean the kudos to the Chiefs for keeping the Browns out of that game out of the end zone it's almost like they still have a good coaching staff almost (laughs) and you know ball ballsy call at the end of the game to throw that football yeah and you know when I mean I I I do agree that it's a ballsy call, but at the same time, like, hey, man, you're still running the offense, and, like, if that's your go-to fourth-and-one two-point conversion play, then right. fucking run it. And <laughs> it's also a genius call. I mean, even Tony Romo, who is one of the yeah, best Tony commentators. Tony fucking orgasm about like, it. And, like, he's one of the best commentators. We watched an, an AFC championship last year where he called every play before yeah. it happened. Yeah. Like, they're breaking the huddle, and he's like, look for Gronk to be one-on-one up top and go take a shot at your dude. Oh, look, Gronk's one-on-one at the top, and he took a shot at his dude. Like, yeah. yeah. The dude was calling the plays, and he's sitting there like, they're not running a play. Look at the body language. Look at it. Like, they're they're trying to draw him off sides. Like, nobody's moving here. Snap, throw, first down. Holy shit! Like, yeah. oh, great, grand. Um, You know, and it's just one yeah, of those Yeah, they things. executed it. Yeah, it was perfect. Masterfully. Yeah, that, that, that's one of those things that as a as a team you look at and go, yeah, we're, we're smarter than you. Yeah, like, smarter and also just you could tell that play has been repped. Okay. Oh yeah. So it's not like Chad Henney, even if it was with the backups, he's repped that play. Yeah, a hundred something times this year. Oh, and now you get to throw it to the best receiver on your team. Yeah, yeah. right. Now right. you're not throwing it to whoever their fifth receiver is. Right, or you know Sammy Watkins with half a leg. Rip Sammy Watkins, dude. I'm still pissed we took him over Khalil. He could have had the homeboy, Khalil Mack, right down the road playing in East Amherst, New York. Right. He took schmammy freaking Watkins. Who still can't finish the season healthy. Well, I mean, yeah. And don't get me wrong. The dude's talented when he's on the field, but Amanda, you don't, okay. you don't do anything note, when you're off the field. I know. Just think back to that Clemson team. They had D-Hop, Sammy, uh, Taj Boyd. They had a sick running back back then, too. Who was that? Damn, I forget. Whatever. That team was sweet. Yeah, that team was <laughs> stacked. That's disgusting. Oh, it was uh, Martavius Bryant was their third receiver there. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, looking at this game, we're gonna uh, just kind of the way we're flowing here. I think we're, we've uh, we've looked at the Bills that they dominated the Ravens. The Chiefs won a bit of a dogfight with the Browns. Um, 
I was intrigued to see the Browns go to a Baker heavy approach as early as they did. And I think that uh, you know, I, th- I think that's a little bit of a young coaching staff hitting the panic button a hair too early. Yeah, I agree with that. And I mean, it was just weird. They they definitely hit the panic button a little early. It's just they you got Chubb and Hunt who are ripping off chunks of yardage. And now we're gonna start trying to give Baker the ring. I don't know, man. It's it's just the it's the classic out coaching yourself. Yeah. And to the Bills' credit, just because obviously we're talking we're talking about the Bills and this whole general thing, they generally don't do that. The Chiefs generally don't do that, and that's why they are where they are, where and, they are. And that that to me, from the Bills' standpoint, is a step we've taken this year. There were times. In oh the yeah, last yeah, yeah. No, there's we, there's we, a lot of times ourselves. where Brian. This is. I was saying this the other day. This year, watching the the next step that Brian Dable has took is almost as impressive as Josh Allen. Absolutely. He, his game plans have been better. His adjustments have been great. And I find myself having less of those drives where I, I go, what the hell are you doing, Brian? Because he's not out coaching himself. Right. He's not. I mean, the last time it happened was against the Colts where he went run, run, run for literally no reason. For, yeah, for, and for two right. yards on a but punt. But that's, that's, that's those. They're starting to become few and far between. Right. The fact that, like, they stick out specifically from two games ago right. is impressive. You know, in, in years past, it's been three, four drives. Even at the start of this year a little bit, it was that we'd have a good drive to start the third quarter, and then for the rest of the third, it would be, what are we doing? Yeah. And or oh, honestly, oh, now we're in a game we, again. What, what I saw early in the year was we would be up a score or two on people, and we would try to do the whole possess the ball, run the clock, play good defense. And the Rams and the Seahawks got back into the games with us. Yep. And then after the bye, because we kind of did the same thing with Arizona, after that Hail Mary, we were like, fuck it, foot on the pedal. Yeah. Just just put the team away and don't let them. The The evolution of this team over the year, over just over this year, and then you it's add in. incredible. And then you add in the, the three-year run we've been on. Is it, it, You're right. The word incredible is the only way to say it. Um, and, you know, that's something that if – if the Browns can keep doing good things and keeping, I like Stefanski. I do too. I'll, and, I'll and say this: Listen, that's his first being on the sideline head coaching gig, playoff game, right? Yeah. So I don't really blame him for hitting the panic button because I'm sure I would have absolutely the same, same damn thing. Absolutely, you're playing Mahomes in well, Andy Reid in KC. Mahomes just went down. You're like, it's open. It's a chance, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I I sat here. I was watching the end of the game, and I I looked at. You know, I looked at your sister and I said, if the Chiefs don't score here, it's over and the yeah. Browns are going to win. Yeah. And the Browns just weren't able to capitalize. No. But Especially they, off that Chad Henne. That was an awful pick. Yeah. Please throw more balls like that, Chad. Seriously. <laughs> like, if if, pa- if if Patty Mahomes isn't good to go, keep tossing punts to me, bud. Yeah, seriously. But, uh, I mean, that's – you look at that and you, you – you, what, nine minutes left in the game, eight minutes left in the game, something like that. You're, you're within a score. You're within striking right. distance. And your top two weapons aren't touching the football, yeah. Because you're all of a sudden you're deciding to throw the ball, and all all game long, all you hear is how they're not de- they're not a deep threat team, they're not a burn you deep right. team, they're a possession team, a chip away, and a play action team. And you got away from play action too. Like I, it was straight I drop agree. Back I'll and give and and here's here's what I'll say too. Uh, credit to Frank Reich and the Colts because he's got the playoff experience. When they went down against us, did they give the ball to Phil Rivers and Phil Rivers only? Nope. No, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines got the ball, and they ripped off 20-yard gains. Yeah. Guess what? You should still give Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt the ball until it is, like, 
two minutes left and you're down two scores. You know what I right. mean? Like, they need to have the ball in their hands because that's how your and, offense runs. And both of those dudes are good for 20, 30, 40, 50-yard runs. Like right. They, they both have pull-away home run speed. Right. And they, like, they, with they a run great offensive line. You, you hit, you oh hit one God. power block. He's one-on-one with a safety. Nick Chubb makes a miss. See ya. I, I watched Wyatt Teller play there, and I was I was mad when, when Wyatt Teller left Buffalo. Yeah, me too. Because I, I was a big fan of him. I was pissed. We, we only got a fifth-round pick for him. I liked him. Yeah. And now he's I, – I think he's rated, like, the top guard in the game. Yeah, he's mauling people. But, uh, you know, it, you know, you can second-guess everything. Yeah, these, these things happen. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't hit on everything. You know, for for, for, <laughs> we, for every one – He's got, what, a 98 hit percent? Right. For, for every – for every one of those, we have uh, we got rid of Marcel Darius at the right time. We got rid of Sammy Watkins at the right time. We got like we we can rattle that list off another time. But uh, we got rid of Richie Incognito before he asked for his dad's head on a plate. Right? I was a big Incognito fan too. I have. A I jersey. still like Incognito, Dude, man. Listen, if you, I want, if you, I want my if you have the audacity crazy. to walk into a funeral home after your father died and say, "I want his head cut off so I can bring it home," I want you blocking for me. Because right. I know that no matter who's up against you, you're gonna you're gonna try to rip his head off. You're gonna and bring take it home care with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want my guards to be crazy. I don't, I don't want you know, I don't want Funnily Johnny. Funnily enough, I don't want a nice guy who's no. gonna be pulling around on power. Yeah, I, I don't want a dude leading my blocking scheme going. Oh, you okay? Okay. <laughs> no, I want the dude pulling around going. I'm gonna eat your babies. Yeah, exactly. Can Mike Tyson play football? That's a second Tyson reference today. We are doing good. So. The Bills going to the Chiefs. We're going to come back for predictions. I'm going okay. to let it marinate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to the other side. The Packers just abused the Rams. Yeah, well, no, no, not a full healthy Aaron Donald will do that to you. Yeah, See, yeah. When, you're, when your team is built off of a defensive tackle who disrupts the entire offense and creates turnovers and short fields for your offense, then it's going to be a tough day. Yeah, um... You know, it, just looking through the whole thing, it just, I mean, you had a quarterback without a thumb, and he still went, I mean, 21 Listen, for 27 I mean, for 174 He didn't have Rams a bad day. a crap ton of credit for making it this far because, in all reality, the minute Jared Goff hurt his thumb on his throwing hand, it was like they're not going to win a Super Bowl, and McVay playing through Goff is the only way they could really get there, which is how that happened, what, two years ago? Yeah. Oh, man, is the NFC West uh, NFC reign over? It, it might be, yeah. That's such a shame. What a run. Yeah, I mean, just looking through these stats, I mean, Goff in the offense wasn't a, wasn't really a problem. I mean, no, Akers looked good. Akers had 90 yards on 18 touches, 5 yards a carry. He also had some receiving yards. Uh, Yes, he did. Man, uh, one, uh, he, one for six. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I uh, the other thing too with the Rams, I mean, always been a big Robert Woods guy. Uh, I honestly think that Gabe Davis reminds me a lot of Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. Good route runner, great blocker, just a team guy. It's it's he's gonna he's gonna play his role for the betterment of the team. But just I just don't like seeing the Rams go down like that because I'm a big Robert Woods guy. <laughs> and you know, I I think the you can take the uh, you can take the fact that Cooper Cup was out. And that's yeah, that hurts factor. too. You know, any uh, we saw it any time you lose your number two guy, it, you know, even debatably your number one guy, depending upon the week, right? You know, it, it definitely depending on the matchup. Yeah, it de- it definitely hurts your offense. But I mean, really, again, if we're talking about a team like the offense, wasn't a huge problem. I mean, uh, you know, under two hundred yards for a quarterback, but it's not like he turned the ball over. Right, he was twenty one for twenty seven. He was smart with the ball. Yeah. He did what he could. But when you have 
Aaron Jones with 99 yards and a score. Rodgers put one in on the ground, threw two more. Like, yeah. You know, it's well, Devontae Adams is a serious problem for anybody who plays him. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't the leading receiver in this game. No, he wasn't. But you know what? It was the same kind of day that Stephon Diggs had against the Rams. And it's like, it was, what, six grabs, you said? Yeah. Diggs had four grabs. But uh, a- Adams had nine for 66. Okay, Lazard nine. had four for 96. Yeah, nine for 66. But regardless, you get the yards held down, you're still going to get a score. Yeah. And it's like everyone wants to be like, oh, Jalen Ramsey, shut him down. It's like, yeah, you held his yardage down, but you still scored. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, Devontae Adams is a problem. Rodgers is dealing. Honestly, man, do they re-sign Aaron Jones? Do they give him a fat contract or do they let him walk? Because uh, he's up at the end of the year. That's a tough one. I mean, I don't envy people in this situation. No, right? Just because I mean, and solely based on the fact that uh, – let me pull up some some stuff here on But it's been man. proven that running back contracts are not worth it. He's 26 years old, and it is – statistically proven that 26 is the year they fall off the cliff. Right. I that's, mean, and, also and the, uh, that's pretty much every running back's renegotiation year. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and, what, and what they're finding is that with, A, the style of play in the NFL, the size, the speed of the game, yep. these guys don't hold up anymore. You know, you're not a big, bruising running back running against big, slow, clunky dudes. You're, you're right. getting hit by a defensive tackle that back in the day would have been you're getting hit by a 315-pound D tackle who doesn't look like he's 315 pounds yeah, because he looks like he's 285. I mean that he's cut, like a, a, a dude at that size, the way the way he looks would have been like <coughs> probably a running back back then. Yeah, like he wouldn't have been a defensive tackle. I mean, honestly, man, you look at these linebackers nowadays; they would have been safeties. Yeah, Matt Milano. Yeah, but he, he, he was a safety in college. And it's it's you get to the league, you can go play sideline to sideline, you can come downhill and hit and that's all they really want in a linebacker yeah. in the league. And you know, you, you, so you you just look at the wear and tear on these running backs and they Yeah, they take a lot of they uh, take a lot of hits. And and it is it is it, you know, once once a running back hits 26 years old, his production gets almost cut in half instantly. That's crazy. It like it's it's the most obnoxious stat in the world and I got to shout out to Austin for this one cuz he's <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's the one who found the article the and read up on man. it. And and that's why he's the stat man. He <laughs> finds this stuff. Uh, like they hit 26, and they have at most two more what are referred to as productive years. Right. Not good years, right. not great years, productive now, years. Now, I also want to clarify, we are saying this is on average because, you know, you're always going to have outliers. You're going to have Adrian Peterson because he's just a different kind of uh, – Yeah, cut from a different Jesus cloth. Jesus Christ. I mean, the guy tore his ACL, came back less than six months later, didn't even wear a knee brace, and ran for almost – 2200 yards yeah like he, he was 12 <laughs> yards short of the of, of so in other words what record. i'm saying is the greats are going to transcend that but the is average running back it's the, t- the clock is ticking which <laughs> which then begs the question is aaron jones elite because if that's the if like you if you think he's elite you give him a contract is he saquon cmc derrick henry alvin Kamara? yeah i mean those are the top four who, who are the delvin cook five I like Dalvin Cook, but they 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 use and abuse him, man. Right. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, when when you have Kirk Cousins, who can't throw I mean, the football. Yeah, I get that. You know, we we're talking about the quarterback that Stefan Diggs came from. That everyone said is the reason. Like, if he did that to Kirk, he's gonna hate Josh. And right. Know, so and we've already shown that Josh Allen's better than Kirk Cousins. You like that? I do like that. Actually. I do too. Big fan. Actually, nice to have on the menu. <laughs> um, so. 
I, I think that was the game we kind of expected from the Packers and the Rams. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'll be I'll be completely honest with you guys. I did bet my hard-earned money on Rams plus six and a half this weekend, and it didn't, didn't work out. Didn't work out. We're gonna review the film. We're gonna adjust, <laughs> and we're gonna come back better. But I do want to just be upfront that I spent my hard-earned money on the Rams this weekend. Listen, man, we all make bold claims. We all have gut feelings. And, you know, I at one point said that the Jets were going to beat the Seahawks. I was a, w- I was a week yeah. off on Yeah, that. you were one week, week ahead off. of the game. And then you, then they won the next two. Right. So, I mean, you know, ta- Taylor, what could have been? <laughs> ta- Taylor, had, Taylor had a gut feeling about the uh, the Bengals getting off the schneid early this year, and he was, he was off by, I think, two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I said the Giants were going to win the East, and uh, I was off by one win. Yeah, you were off by the, the, the football team disappointing on a night game. Well, it was really just the fact that we had to see the Eagles third-string quarterback for God knows what reason. Yeah, that was dumb. Power moves by Doug Peterson. Yeah, listen, he wanted and then he walks out he, after it. He, wa- he, <laughs> he wanted out of the contract. Uh, the, uh, the last one here, the swan song for the junior goat, Drew Brees. Um, and, you know, the only, re- the only reason that anyway he's ever going to finish behind a Tom Brady in the goat conversation is because Brady will have all the records by the time there he's done playing because he's going to play a couple year at least one more year, and the Super Bowl rings. Yeah, the um, the Super Bowl rings is the hardest thing to to overcome in that argument. I agree, <laughs> and you know I, I was talking. Uh, I got the pleasure to be on a sports hosts podcast last week, and we were talking about this game specifically, and I said flat out, "Who was the best receiver that Tom Brady ever threw to?" Randy. Who was the best receiver that Drew Brees ever threw to? Marquise Colston. Right. Who? Well, first of all, don't don't give me who. Listen, Colston listen, was a Col- stud. Col- Colston was a freak for four years. He was in the league for four years. Randy Moss is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Right. Well, it was who Colston, was a stud on every then it was TV. Vincent Jackson, then it was Jimmy Graham. Okay. I'm just saying, like, Tom had Randy, he had Gronk, he, he had, had Edelman. Like, it's right, not my, my, my point is, is Brady has always had better weapons to throw to. People you've heard I would of. disagree with that because, I mean, the first two Super Bowls he won with, like, Troy Givens and – or Troy Brown and Terry Givens at receiver, whatever it was. Yeah, with, with a running game and a defense. Back yeah, A.J. Dillon and, and the boys. Not A.J. Dillon, uh, Corey Dillon. Yeah. Sorry. And, and like – Go so A.J. Dillon next year, though. You're my dynasty running back, so figure it out there, bud. So the year that, uh, the, year that the Saints won – the Super Bowl. Who was their Who was their starting running back? Reggie. Mm-hmm. What's your point? I mean, I'm just saying that it's Reggie. Not, Reggie was pretty good that year. He he was pretty good that year. Like we're, we're talking, we're like my my entire. Okay, point when is when the Brady, pa- when the Packers won the Super Bowl, who got hot in the playoffs? <laughs> James Starks. Yeah, don't give me that. No, but oh, so so my point is, would you say that because a guy who's not a world beater was your was your top running back? That kind of tips the scales toward the quarterback playing well, too? No. See, my whole thing here is Breeze has made a ton of average receivers really good for a couple of years. Breeze, really Breeze is a stud, man. That's, and and there's, that's there's all no I'm saying. D- like, he's going to go down. He's going to go down probably opinion, just below goat. Joe Montana goat. in the all-time quarterbacks. He's more goat than Brady. I still think Brady's a system quarterback. I, I know you do, but also I don't ever want Tom Brady having the ball with like 48 seconds left and two timeouts down by two. I'm not afraid of that anymore. Okay. I'm not. Not even with this Tampa team? No. You're nuts. 
No, because this I, guy is crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, and and this is solely based on the fact that it came out two weeks ago that they're finally letting Tom make some calls on the field. So I'm going to take my guess that with two minutes left in a big game that matters, uh, Mr. Arians is going to take the reins and he's going to Marv Levy the shit out of himself. Nah, 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 nah. He's going to let Byron Leftwich do Byron Leftwich things. Nah. What are you talking about? Bruce Arians, the man, I'm pretty, now this is this is unconfirmed, this is going to be a bold claim, here you go, Ben. <laughs> I love a good bold Bruce claim. Bruce Arians, back in the day, when he was a kid, used to drink paint because it made people not tackle him good. Used to drink paint. Allegedly. Allegedly used to drink paint. Because it made people not tackle him good, which is not, yeah, I don't know if that's confirmed or undisputed, but I don't think that people could tackle you good on paint because you probably wouldn't really know what's going on. Is that kind of like? Oh, like huffing glue before you play because yeah, kind of. It's honestly, them. it's it's kind of it's kind of Josh Gordonish, where you know you smoke a you smoke a J and then take a couple shots and you're you're buzzing, and then all of a sudden you go out there and you post two hundred twenty yards and three touchdowns. See, and that's weird because I, I I feel like the Mary Joanna is probably not performance enhancing, unless you're promised a cheeseburger at the end of it. Okay, so uh, we're not going there on this on this podcast. <laughs> we could talk about that in common debauchery next if you want. Love that. Yeah, no, I, I can get into that. <laughs> so, uh, I I thought the Saints defense would hold up better this game, to be honest with you. Yeah, me too. I, I like the Saints D, man. Yeah, they, um, they aside from one little hiccup against uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Yeah, but that was, they had Taysom Hill playing offense, so that was a weird game. Field position was a mess. Uh, like, and that, I, you know what I, I mean? It's, it's so easy for a one-off game for your defense to look like shit and it's if, also, if they get stuck in bad spots. Right, and it's also – Different when you're playing a quarterback you've never seen, right? So you yeah, don't they, know how they to game didn't plan have his film in the NFL on him. So and, and like so that to me wasn't really a tell, but just why? I mean, Brady threw for a yard under 200. Fournette and Jones totaled 125 yards on the ground. Yep. Brady scored on the ground. That's cre- that that is also hysterical. I wish it was like that Peyton versus the Cowboys boot. Yeah. Like nobody ever thinks he's gonna keep the ball and he boots around. Yeah, and he looks like he's running as hard <laughs> as he possibly yeah. can, and he like he's just going <laughs> so slow. And you're like, shit, it's, that, got, it's like Baywatch. That that no that nose tackle might catch him. <laughs> but uh, I mean, and and you look at Brady spreading the ball, and and th- this to me this reads like a Tom Brady game. Yeah, he game managed. Your your tight end four for fifty, your like Leonard Fournette five for forty four, Godwin four for thirty four. Scott Miller, one for 29. Johnson, one for 15. Gronkowski, one for 14. Antonio Brown, one for 10. Evans, one for three. Like, yeah. that that reads like a Tom Brady stat line. Like, Spread the ball around. Yeah. So then that tells me that you're letting Tom Brady do Tom Brady stuff. So that Tom Brady scares me a little bit. If you're down in this game, I I, I still think Bruce Arians lets him, you know, try, tries to get, you know, a little big dick energy going and trying to take over the game a little bit. I mean, he kind of tried to flex on, on Belichick this week. Did you see what he said? No. He was like, yeah, uh, Belichick wouldn't let Tom coach at all or have any say, and, and I, I let him do his thing here. Right. So, I don't know. I At some point, I think if you're Bruce Arians uh, and your offense hadn't – because there was a stint during the season where their offense didn't look good. I think at some point you have to look at the man running it and say, what can we change to make this better because you've done it a little bit. I mean, honestly, the biggest the biggest thing that they've changed is they started giving the ball to their running backs more. Yeah, and, and that's that's a game plan thing too. And and they've stopped taking. I mean, I wouldn't want to throw on the Saints defense, would you? No, especially with with Cam Jordan and or yeah, Cam Jordan, I think, and Marcus Davenport getting after 
Tom Brady who can't run. Right. And, like, the the big thing that I saw is, you know, and especially with the way that stat line reads, you're not taking a shot every three plays, no. which was what they were doing to start the year. Right. And because Tom Brady's not that big shot quarterback. Well, he's not going to be taking big shots in Lambeau if it's going to be freezing. I know Tom is experienced in the cold, whatever you want to say, but still, dude, he's 48 and yeah. walking into Lambeau. <laughs> yeah, I. you know where I wouldn't want to play the conference championship game? Buffalo? You know where else I wouldn't want to play one? Lambeau. Yeah. Or Chicago, to be no, honest. No, no. You might get stabbed. Chicago's – well, Chicago's also – their stadium's right on the lake. So you get the wind off the lake. You know how it gets down, oh, yeah. down in, like, Lackawanna and stuff. So You know you know what would have been fun is if the Browns would have pulled that game out and we could have had the Battle of Lake Erie yeah. where you could almost see both stadiums from the lake. Yeah. So – What could have been? Well, too bad the Browns – too bad the Browns did Brown stuff. Couldn't yeah. couldn't beat couldn't beat Chad. Hey, uh, so shout out to them. That was that was yeah. A, listen, that was, that was a, a hell of a fight. successful year. Absolutely, it was. A, they put up a good battle, and it's good to see the Browns doing well. Because I do feel like, as Bills fans, we we feel the Browns' pain a little bit in terms of struggles, drought, just trying to get the coaching and quarterback right for so many years. You know, and I, I we say that, and at the same time, I still have a little disdain for the Browns, just because regardless of being in a similar situation with them for so long we they got a lot of love when we never have like the last two or three years i mean baker mayfield's in 900 commercials every weekend why does that bother you it just bothers me i like it like that you know i i like it like that from a standpoint of playing but it annoys me it that doesn't no how it my doesn't team does like personally that doesn't affect me at all because it's just like listen man they're they're finally looking up for the first time since what 2007 so like let the let their fans let their quarterback have fun in the public and do that stuff like if josh was doing commercials i'd be like hell yeah josh you know what i mean i wouldn't be pissed about it it it's it it bothers me from the standpoint of that feel like when i see Mahomes, you thought that we were in a better position well, playing better and they were getting more love because yeah. of the they just got more publicity. And, and that's pretty much what it is. You know, like when, when I see people doing those commercials, when I see Mahomes, when I see Rodgers, when I see like when I see those guys doing that, I'm like, listen, Mahomes was a Super Bowl MVP. Rodgers is in Super Bowl MVP. In, and, and he's in the GOAT conversation all the time, though, if you talk to Taylor. Most talented. He's he's in the conversation for most talented, yes. not the greatest. Yes, I would agree with that. You know, you see these guys doing those things, you know, when, when it was Troy Palomalu doing the hair commercials and Palomalu. all this, you know, and all this stuff like these were guys that were, you know, yeah, bona fide, they, studs. bona fide studs established in the league. And again, Mahomes, bona fide stud and established in the league in two years. Right. Yeah. I mean, what, MVP, what Super Bowl MVP back to back years. So. Why do I have to watch Baker Mayfield push cutting the grass? Honestly, uh, those commercials are hilarious. They're hilarious. I love them. But like, I, I just don't understand your animosity towards just, Baker on this. Like, it, it, it honestly, just, they're hilarious. Let him have some fun. He's winning games, turning that Browns franchise around. Right, he's winning games this year. Last year, they he had Freddie Kitchens. Do you think Josh I, I could win a goddamn game with Freddie Kitchens or Hugh? I don't care. That's never been an excuse. Like, no matter what quarterback we, you know, that like, if you're a bad franchise, no matter what quarterback you've had, no matter who your coach was. You didn't get those things until you earned those things. And the Browns, because they put a good p team on paper last year, was given all of it. And that's what bothered me about it. Meh. That's it. Like that, I that's just, just enjoy the fact that we didn't have all those expectations from the national media. Listen, I love the Bills versus everybody mentality. I really do. Yeah. But I want, like, I'm, I you guess want I'm, some I'm, love, but I'm I, saying I'm, I want the love, but I also want there to be a standard. Okay. 
and I, I guess that's where it comes from is I want there to be a standard like why am I watching up until this year hadn't had a winning record Baker Mayfield on national commercials all goddamn Sunday why because he, he alongside he's a two former th- Heisman Trophy winner number one overall pick so is Johnny Manziel he didn't get that Cam love Newton Cam Newton got that love fresh Cam- fresh into the league coming off a national championship and a Heisman like this isn't unheard of yeah but this is over the top to me you just don't like Baker it's okay Colin Coward you're gonna be all right. It's not that I don't like Baker. I really do. I don't think Baker's as good as everyone as as, as his, you know. No, Baker is who court. Baker is. Yeah, like that, Baker gonna Baker. He's gonna win you some games, but you're gonna need he's Chubb go, and Hunt. He's he's <laughs> gonna lose you some games too. I mean, that's you know, that's, yeah, uh, and, and, and listen, and that's and, and that, you know that that's my love for Josh Allen. I'd rather have a guy that's gonna go win me a game. He's gonna lose me a couple along the way, but I want a guy who's gonna win me a game, not a guy who's gonna game manage for me. I think Baker's not the game winner. I think Baker's a very, very, very good game manager. Okay. Well, you could say that about Russell Wilson at the beginning of his career, too. That's fair. Let's move on from Baker. Predictions? <sighs> I just don't like that the Browns get all the love. It's going to be okay. There's still the mistake on the lake. It's going to be okay. I know. Bucks Packers, 305, Sunday, 124. What's the line? What's the over-under? I don't even know. I don't have that pulled up. Unbelievable. Uh, listen, dude, I'm not a betting guy. Yeah, but, like, I mean, for... I don't even know what that means. It just gives you a feel for what they think what the game's going to be like. Yeah, well, of, what, of what Vegas thinks is going to happen? Correct. I'm going to say the Packers are favored here. Yeah, Packers are, are definitely, definitely going to be favored here. Let me pull it up real quick. All right, we got Packers minus three and a half, over under set at 51 total points. So they're expecting Packers to win 27 24. You know, I don't hate that score. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, I don't I don't know if Tampa is going to score that much, to be honest. I think it's going to be more like 28 21. Maybe 27 21, something I, like that. I want to say that, and then I remember that, you know. That team is very talented. The and Bucks, yeah. Uh, specifically on the defense, their two linebackers are terrific. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean you can't discount that receiving core, right? You know, you, if you know they do have two guys that can run the football pretty well. I I do like the Packers defense though. I know they I don't do get too. a lot of love, but I do uh, too. Darius then, Smith, Kenny Clark, uh, Jair Alexander, like they got they got ball players, man. And, I mean, I was I was looking at things and just like where we came from like where the teams that we played ranked yeah and the teams that we might play are ranked and it was like the i think the colts were like nine the ravens were two the chiefs are like 14 yeah chiefs are league average and then like the bucks and the packers are both near the top 10 like 12 and 13 or something like that like it's not like there's bad defenses left. It's yeah, not like no, I mean the the Packers the Packers are right around the Bills in terms of defensive efficiency. Looking right here, um, and then who are they playing? Tampa. Yeah, Tampa is top one of the top defenses in the league in terms of efficiency. I, Tampa Tampa is is a very good defense. Yeah, Levante David and uh, Devin White are just dude. And Shaq Barrett off the edge. They yep. they get creative with their they, – they zone blitz. They get creative with the zone blitz. It's kind of similar to the Bills with A.J. Klein. You know, and, and they have a very, very talented young player in the secondary there who's a second-generation 
You know, it's funny back. looking looking at the tits right now. It's from it's the regular season ones because I do, there's not playoff stats that I can use, but the Buccaneers are arguably the most well-rounded team left because the yeah, Chiefs, Bills, and Packers all have elite offenses with average defenses, yep. and the Buccaneers have just below elite offense with an elite defense. I can see that. I really don't want to see Tom Brady another Super Bowl. I really don't. Yeah, I hope, no, me uh, either. But that being said, I wouldn't mind beating him. Listen, I also don't want to have that 50-50 shot of being just emotionally distraught after that game. Yeah, after listen, after the season we've had, I don't want Tom Brady to ruin it again. Yeah, that's fair. Like that's I'd uh, rather like, have if there's one to ruin it, I'd rather have Rodgers ruin it. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can get on board with that. I don't want it to be ruined. And listen, I I don't think that we would go into the Super Bowl and be downtrodden to play Tom Brady. I don't see that being a thing. I don't see us being the guys that are behind the eight ball because it's Tom Brady. Yeah. Yes, he's been there. Um, I don't recall there ever being a Super Bowl that he has looked like a fucking world beater either. No. I mean, he's he's again. Ridden, yeah, I can't come rid, off rid, the rid, top of my head. Rid, ridden a running game, intelligent play, and stout and great defense. defense. Yeah. So, but I mean, he kind of has that rolling right now. A little bit, but uh, I think you know it, it's going to be a true test to see. You know, can they slow down the Packers running game and can you keep uh, that that stud wide receiver under wraps over there? Right. I think the Packers take this personally. Um, I see this being a very similar like 30 to 20 type game that they just, yeah. you know, that the Bucks just. I'll, I'll go. I'll go 28, 21. I just don't think that the Bucks are going to. They, they, I don't think they're going to be able to score four times. No, I don't see that happening. Yeah. All right. So then the Bills are uh, plus three at KC over under is 53 points. So they're expecting What's Kansas the City to weather? win 28-25. What's the weather going to be like? Let's go to weather.com. Because that, to me, is going to matter in this game. Um, I know I can tell you that I've, I've seen articles pop up left and right that the odds makers in Vegas have no idea how to score this because of the uncertainty of the Pat Mahomes injuries. Right. Well, it was it was Kansas City's favored by four if he plays. Buffalo is favored by three if he doesn't. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, Kansas City. Let's see. No, I don't want my total right. Where's the weekly nonsense? Yo, weather.com, get all these ads off here, bro. Yeah, seriously. That's the worst thing about like weather apps and stuff is they're like, you want to see the weather? I would love here's, to. Here's here's a here's <laughs> a here's a car ad. What? <laughs> Why what? I don't want to buy a Corvette. I live in Buffalo. Well, it's looking like roughly 30ish, 35 degrees kind of thing. Okay. Any uh, any precipitation or any any wind gusts yeah, issues? It's kind of up for debate right now, but oh, kind of like a Buffalo forecast. Yeah, you partly know, cloudy. You chance just of never stuff. really know what's going to roll through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, partly cloudy, chance of things, and uh, I mean Kansas City, th- they certainly don't have weather like us. Um, Winds five to eight miles an hour with gusts up to forty. I mean, I would always be down for a little little tornado on the prairie, but. Um, <laughs> I think Honestly, in terms, in terms, I, listen. This plus three Bills line, I hammered it already because I, uh, the, the Bills are not losing this game. No, you give me three points, three point buffer. I'm gonna take that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go Bills thirty two, Chiefs twenty four. If Mahomes plays, regardless, is my answer. I I, I dig that. If Mahomes plays. Forty-three, forty, Buffalo. Love that. If Mahomes doesn't play, 
43-17. Love that. I Bill, can't believe Bill's you just gave Chad Henney 17 points again. Bill, the Bill, and listen, it's going to be scum time points. It's going to be it's going to be garbage points. It's going to be we're already. Did up. you see that punt he threw? If it's garbage time, I better see Trey Day taking one back to the house. Listen, he might, but you know you're you're gonna you're gonna get that you're gonna get that that traditional Bills were up by a bunch. Ah, fuck, we got like somebody blue coverage. Yeah, like yeah, yeah like that, that one. That Marquise Brown last week that almost made me lose my goodies. Yeah, the uh, fourth and eight. How do you let it behind you? No, because that dude wasn't throwing a football to anybody. Come I mean, on. that's fair. <laughs> that's that's that gamble. That's yeah. the uh, yeah. Like I got beat, but I don't think he's hitting this. <laughs> you know, because you know people are like oh if. If, 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 if he would have hit that, if he would have hit that, if he would have hit that. You know, you know how many times we've said over the last, like, uh, prior to this year, if Josh Allen would have hit that deep throw, if yeah. Josh Allen, if Josh Allen would have hit a deep throw last year against the Ravens, we would have went to overtime. If Josh Allen hit one deep throw against the Ravens last year, we wouldn't have been down. Right. So <laughs> you can take your ifs and buts and shove it up your ass. Yeah, pretty much. The Bills are going to win. We're going to the fucking Bills Super Bowl. by a goddamn billion. Bills by a goddamn billion. Hashtag that shit. If you're a fan of Cobra Kai, hash brown that shit. I watched a lot of Cobra Kai yesterday. I'm all jacked up. I want to fight people. Don't tell your sister. I will. I will never do that. Okay. You're a good friend. <laughs> so we uh, going forward here. Uh, we are going to run out of some. We're, we are going to run out of football pretty quick. So what we're going to try to do, regardless of the outcome of the games this week, is during Super Bowl week, we're going to try to get the whole squad together for another four-man showdown of, of the podcast. You're going to have mute buttons this time? Uh, I'm going to try because, <laughs> Jesus. But uh, we're going to try to get that together. And going forward, we're going to start mixing uh, some other sports into the mix here. Uh, my man Nick here has put up the first round of the tits for the NHL season. If you're a Sabres fan, don't look. Tits on as, ice, they're baby. As, they're about as good as you'd expect them to be. Yeah. It's I, not it's not looking great for the Sabres, but you know what, man? I'm not letting them get me down this year. You know, I've, I've heard the tits are a little nipply this uh, this time around. Yeah, it's a it's a frigid titty uh, extravaganza. Gotta love it. Um, and just just to talk Sabres real quick because we are a Buffalo centric podcast. We are. The boys are buzzing. I don't want that to get lost in this. The boys are buzzing. We look good. It's just not going. So, so would you say it's more of a we're playing well, we're just not getting the results? Which oh, is we're playing, we're playing very well. We're get, like last night against Philly, we got a ton of chances, and just it was just like there was a force field up in front of the net. And an, uh, I listened to Jack Eichel on uh, uh, interview this week, and he was like, "Yeah, man, it was a short preseason. I took a month off during the summer from the ice, so just getting back into rhythm for a lot of these guys, especially for the Sabers who haven't played since last March. Right? You know, that's ten months." It's going to take a bit to get back in the rhythm, and I think we saw that the first two games, Jack wasn't doing Jack things. He was just not taking doing over Jack the game. Shit. And the past couple nights, he has started to look real good. So I think the turnaround is there. Um, and then if you're another f- – like, I'm a big Blackhawks fan because Patty Kane's a Buffalo boy, despite the fact that he beats the shit out of cab drivers. My guy put a nice little backhand roof skis last night. Um, but the Blackhawks are winless, unfortunately. Yeah, um, I'll be honest with you. With uh, some of the stuff going on, I haven't caught hockey yet. I I plan to, especially once I get the igloo set up out there. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll be doing Sabres games at the at, at the Easy D House. But uh, you know, I, I'm excited this year, especially hearing that they're playing well. I saw a tweet out come out earlier today that you know our offensive stats and stuff have been. Um, 
I mean, we sh- we got forty shots on goal last night. Yeah, and like our 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 chances, the, our quality it, chance it, percentage, like yeah. all of our offensive stats look good, and then our save percentage is like twenty sixth. Yeah, Carter Hutton has a bit of the Jameis Winston, uh, where he needs LASIK, oh. which is interesting for a professional athlete, especially a goaltender. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, looks like Linus Allmark went down with a little bit of an injury, which is why Jonas Johansson came in last night for Carter Hutton, who also kind of looks like he got a bit of a C word. Uh, so maybe we end up recalling UPL from Finland, where he's playing overseas right now. Hmm. Um, he's our we drafted him in the second round, maybe f- four years ago, and he's supposed to be our next next big thing. He's supposed to be our next goalie, the ne- the next step. but it's more about bringing him along. And right, this might force him in early, which could be good for us. That that's what happened last year with Carter Hart in Philadelphia, and Philadelphia went from not making the playoffs to making, making the playoffs because a young kid got in, got hot. And yeah, listen, man, at some point, these kids have been playing and practicing for this their whole lives. Like uh, at some point, you got to give them a shot. Right. Listen, he's a six foot five Finnish Viking blood motherfucker who gets and in the net. And God guess knows what? he stops the puck. God knows <laughs> that speaks to my heart. So give me the Viking goalie. Yeah. Hell yeah. Give me the Viking tendy. I mean, oh, that's going to be a thing. Yeah. I'm ready for it, man. God, I can't wait. I'm excited. To th- I'm, I'm excited for hockey again. I, I am excited. I Whether or not the Sabres are going to be good, it's just nice to have sports on TV. Yeah, because we went so long yeah. with nothing. Yeah. And, like, is it going to happen? And then, like, it was tough to get into things because it, at the drop of a hat, right. it could shut down. Right. It, it was tough. This year, like, we're, 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 we're in the conference championships of an, of an NFL season that nobody thought would finish. Right. And credit to the, to the NFL. I mean, if I told you at the beginning of the year that all the games would be played, would you have believed me? Yes and no, um, because I understand the business side of the NFL, and I understand that they would do hell, like, like hell yeah, and I mean, water to get the season I, in. I get that too, but at the same time, it's, get it's a pandemic, and I right. like. I mean, the NHL's already run into an issue where 17 of the 27 players in Dallas tested positive for COVID, and their first two weeks of the season have been postponed. Right, and it's like, okay, well, are you going to jam those games into the rest of the jam schedule already? So there might be some cancellations. Right. MLB had cancellations. NBA's had postponements that might end up being cancellations. I know that they deal with a lot less games in the NFL, but just credit for them well, to get this thing. It, it's uh, it's also tough because you can only you have to have so many ga- days between play because of the, right. just, just the right. amount the, of contact. The physical like, nature. Of you the you game. have to let these guys' bodies rest, and you know to to some credit, like the only issue I ever had I had with the NFL and the way they handled it was how some teams seemed to get preferential treatment with moving yes. and readjusting and rescheduling and other teams did not. You know, why why the Broncos had to play without a quarterback and the Bills had to play without a, you know their top 3 corners and stuff like that. Yeah. But the Tech Texas or the Titans had had two games moved four yeah. times yeah, each they got so two they weeks get, off before playing us. You know, like why they were able to just adjust them enough to to get like not just get enough people back but get their studs back yeah you, you know well, i mean it, the ravens had to go to pittsburgh and play without lamar and their running backs and their receivers you know yeah. like cleveland had to go play the jets without their receivers yeah and then the titans get to just wait it out but you're right on that but other than that i think the nfl did a very good job this year in terms of just managing this nonsense and if, if nothing else i think it proves that you know sports if managed correctly can be played across the board 100 percent. and honestly you you look at where these outbreaks have come from and it's not been from the sports world it's been from the outside of the sports world that's why the bubbles work yeah and a lot of it has to do you know and not to get even remotely political but they're saying like here in new york that the issue is so many people are having gatherings at their house that are you know where 
Well, it's tough, man. You still want to hang out with your family, and you yeah, know you, you don't really know who your family's seeing throughout the week. This is getting into a completely yeah. And you just like, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I still, I still want to watch football with my buddies. Right, I yeah. still want to see people. Like, I, I want to have a life. Like, I'm not, I'm not having a friendship with a computer screen. Right. Like, I'm, but you know, if you need to be safe, be safe. Like, if you know, my job puts me in harm's way every time I walk in the door. So as long as, like, if I feel as though I've been exposed, you wouldn't be seeing me right, right now. I can tell you that much. But. uh you know, it's just about being smart and everything. But, it, but I'm excited to see that we have sports happening again. Um, you're starting to see fans in the stands at sporting events, right. which makes it back to a normal feel as well. Right. Which, you know, some some of the things that have been done. God bless you. Uh, some of the things that have been done for different teams, like Denver putting the South Park characters yeah, cutouts in the stands, that was great. Uh, I know a lot of baseball teams did a thing where you could pay like. 55 60 bucks to get a picture of you put in the stands and then yeah. at the end of the season they would send it to you uh some people got theirs and they were signed did you see some of the savers twitter stuff because no. there was the fan cutouts somebody took rasmus ristolainen's uh advanced stats which is just big red bars of negative <laughs> and put it as the fan cutout <laughs> and sent it in <laughs> that's great yeah that was that was pretty funny you know some of the creative things that people have done with that is awesome and i you know, it's making the best of a bad of a bad exactly, situation. Yeah. It's good to see. Um, it's fun to see little nonsense like that. I, 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 I would characters. see. You know, I, I would like to see South Park characters and cardboard cutouts of people over the fake animated fans that Fox tried for baseball, where yeah, they just did like weird. a one hundred by one hundred section and then just pieced it over like green tarps on the bleachers and like, ever, like the the stands were all doing the same thing at the same time and it was it was just creepy. You know, it looked like a bad it video game. It literally looked like like uh, MLB '99. Yeah, it was on, say, on it the was, old PC. It, it, it looked like a bad video game from the early from the late '90s. Yeah, and I am not here for it. But uh, I don't. I, I still can't get on board with the fake crowd noise. But yeah, I mean, I I put out a tweet that was kind of a joke of the Sabers being thrown off by the fact that there was crowd noise in Key Bank Center for the first couple games. Right, because, because you know, nobody, you know, they no, just no were so to used to playing there. not in front of fans. This should have been this should have been easy money for them. But uh, it has been a an absolute pleasure to, to talk other sports with you a little bit on top of our yeah. football, normal football rhetoric here. I am looking forward to more weekly tits for the NHL. And uh, I'm having fun with the whole tits on ice thing. That yeah, tits on ice, man. Hey, listen, e- there's, there's no shortage of tit-related puns that we have. God, the marketing rights itself. <laughs> the marketing rights itself. And, you know, if, if I wouldn't get in trouble for saying this, thank God Ellie doesn't really listen to this one. Like... <laughs> If we could get large-chested women to hold cards of yeah. the tits, that would yeah. be the best marketing really ever. God, we're like the hooters of sports. Yeah. Well, we got some work to do in that. We got to do some recruiting, but uh, certainly we'll, we'll, we'll certainly look. Yeah, we'll it. we'll talk to some people. <laughs> we'll see what's going on. You got a guy? You'll talk to people. Do you, not got, me. do you got a guy? No. Oh, I don't got a guy. All right. So we'll have to find a guy who then can find put him. us in contact with a different guy. I, we got to be careful. I think we're bordering on something that's not necessarily legal. <laughs> All right, that's going to be a wrap for us this week. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you next week. Go Bills. Go Bills. Hat Stats and Stats podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality, fully custom supplemented uniforms and apparel that will have you looking great on and off the field. Get your custom-made pro-quality gear today at stingerwoodbats.com and put that S on your chest. Use promo code TIP OF THE CAP, all one word, for 10% off your order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great.